Hey, uh, welcome to another intro here for the Supercast. Yes, um, hi. Hi, I'm here too. Bender's here. We're just sitting here. I wish we... I wish you had a fireplace, because we could have had a nice fireside chat tonight. Well, there is a fireplace, well, but it's being covered up by the couch. Yeah, well... It's right behind us, because that is true. It, uh, it doesn't work. Well, we had a fireplace-side chat. <laughs> um, I'd like to get it working at some point. That'd be nice. My parents have a fireplace, too, that doesn't work. It's unfortunate. It is. It's a very cool feature to have in your house. It is. And it's very disappointing when you have it and it doesn't function properly. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not a chimney sweep, so I can't just get up in there and... Is that what you need? Is that... You just need to... I guess. Unclog it? Something, yeah. Because it's just a tube in your house, right? It is. I mean, yeah. But you need, like, Dick Van Dyke or whatever <laughs> to come over <laughs> magically clean it out. Yeah. Oh... Uh, yeah, so this is, uh, this is the intro of the show. Um, we talked about um, some uh, some horror films and some some comic books. We've got Star Wars news, video game news with uh, The Last of Us and Death Stranding. Yep. Rogue uh, One comes out next week, and uh, we had a lengthy discussion um, about Batman versus Superman mm -hmm. because I finally just watched it. Yep. So we talked about that a lot, and uh, Christmas stuff. A mm -hmm. little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So it's a grab bag show, like like usual. Yep. Um, and like usual, check us out across all forms of social media: Twitter at Super Divorce, Instagram at Super Divorce Band, Facebook.com/slash Super Divorce, the Divorce Club on Facebook, and. Um, and then this program every Tuesday mm -hmm. is superdivorceme.com slash supercast. Uh, we got, what do we have coming up on Super Fanatics this week? Well, this week on Super Fanatics, uh, we're either going to do, um, we're either going to do Old Man Logan, if we can find it, mm -hmm. or uh, we're going to keep in the Christmas spirit and we're either going to do the Harley Quinn holiday Christmas holiday special uh from her uh solo series her her newer solo series from the dc reboot or we're gonna do uh we're pretty sure there's a moon knight christmas issue yeah called like i don't know christmas night or it's it's got a clever name to it but we're either gonna we're gonna do one of those three this week uh and then on super scary on saturday we're gonna bring you silent night deadly night so, which is a movie I've seen once before, and it's, I've never seen it. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty good for your '80s Santa slashers. I think you know, pretty bad, but pretty good at the yeah. same time. Yeah. So those are our, our shows coming up, and uh, and I uh, super tokens. I have decided to uh, to close down shop. Really? Be yeah, because. And I, I'd like to get back to it at some point, but the uh, the internet here is just too slow. Uh, like, um, I was having this issue where I would get done streaming, and then I'd like look at Twitch, and the stream would be like twenty minutes behind where I was, and it was buffering like every five seconds. Uh, and so, like, it's not a problem with the equipment I was using. I'm good to go on that. It's just 
I can't get the upload speed that I need here. Right. And I'm paying for the fastest internet that I can get in Lebanon. And it's just like, it's unbearable. Yeah. It doesn't work. So. That's crazy. Until I can get a proper stream going where, because I wouldn't watch someone stream if it was buffering every few seconds. Yeah. It's like, you can't yeah. sit there and deal with that. So. Right. Um, you know, maybe I'll, I'll do like some recorded shows just like here and there. Yeah. But as far as like sticking to that schedule, I just decided to, to shut it down because there's no point if it's un, unwatchable. Well, at least we still have plenty of other shows for you yeah. guys to enjoy. Yeah. And, uh, our super divorce just had a big redesign. Yeah. So it's a little more, um, user-friendly yeah everything's kind of spelled out for you right so make sure to check out superdivorcemecom and see our new layout and everything and browse around there and still your one-stop shop for the whole super divorce superverse so uh yeah enjoy this episode of the podcast and we'll see you in the outro bye-bye we are not getting a divorce we are not getting a divorce I'm Nicholas. I'm Bender. Hope everyone's having a good day today. Um, once again, we're doing this uh, right before we're releasing it. Yeah, but hopefully that'll change this week because I'm actually off work all damn week and I'm having a good old staycation. So we might get, well, we'll definitely get farther in video shows. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, I, uh, I've been thinking about it and like I'm down to like record a couple podcasts ahead but at the same time it's kind of like you almost want to wait for stuff to happen yeah before we do this cast because it's it's kind of like a current event on our lives cast mm-hmm. you know so i it's i mean we, we can do like one or two out but then it's kind of like i feel like interviewing like having people on those would be good ones to have tucked away yeah definitely. because then it's not as time sensitive, like you said, if you're talking to someone and you're kind of grilling them about their background info and all that stuff. Right. It change over time. So, it's... Well, we got to have more people on to interview then. Yeah, we do. Yeah, if you want us to interview you, then uh, just let us know. Yeah, we'll have you on the show. Both show. Um, so, I... Uh, brought in a straight well not a stray but a cat today Mm. because it was just like at my back door just like begging and it's wearing a like a flea collar and a bell but it doesn't have any tags or anything so i was just like well guess i should probably figure this out tomorrow or something are you gonna let it back out are you gonna go well i'm gonna take it to the office and see at my apartment complex and see if they have like any files or anything like and if it matches any description and if not i thought about maybe trying to take it to a vet or a shelter to like see if it has a chip mm-hmm. and if none if neither of those works then yeah i'm probably just gonna put it back out on the street because i can't keep it like i have a dog and a cat already and that's enough plus this cat still has its claws so i don't need it like 
tearing up my furniture or yeah. beating up my dog or anything. But it's very, like, sweet and, like, came right up to me and purred immediately and just, like, w- let me hold it and all kinds of stuff. Are you giving it a temporary name? I have not. No. no. Just cat. Just cat. The cat that's upstairs. Sounds like a movie. Yeah, the cat upstairs. The cat that's upstairs. Yeah. Speaking of movies, I started, I didn't, I fell asleep, but I started watching Jack Frost yesterday. <laughs> it's fantastic. Probably just as good as I remember it. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but maybe it's like, after watching Children of the Living Dead, I like all of a sudden have a new appreciation for terrible movies. Because mm-hmm. like Jack Frost is a terrible. Oh movie. yeah, it's, it's awful. It's really bad. But watching it, I was just like, this is, this is good. This is what we need to be talking about on Super Scary. Good bad movies. Yeah. You know. And and it it kind of made me think like, I was thinking on the way over here like we have all of these sort of bad movies and I feel like a lot of them kind of come out of the nineties almost because in a, in a certain light, like there's, there's really good eighties movies, but technology has advanced, you know? So like even the really good eighties movies are still now unsuper, you know, like they're, less than stellar compared to new movies you know but i was thinking like what all these like bad movies that are kind of adored by certain people they kind of come out from the 90s a little bit and like but it's kind of like where are those movies now well but i guess it's just like you don't fucking watch them because you think they're terrible back then and it might be coming back now a little bit with streaming services, but I believe a lot of those really awful 90s horror movies that, you know, just littered the shelves of Blockbuster and Hollywood Video, you know, they made their money off of their distribution deals Yeah, through those video stores, you know, because that's, they certainly, you weren't finding all these, these films at, uh, you know, at Walmart or even Best Buy. Right. You know, they didn't have all these obscure for a reason they're obscure for a reason i should like say santa's sleigh and yeah jack frost and satan's little helper mm-hmm. and like i mean a lot of these movies you'd see them maybe in the new release section at the video store and some of them would stick around but you know not all of them did and then they'd just be gone yeah and there was no internet so i feel like there's uh there was more of like i don't know a charm to it in that sense that some of these things could become like mythical at uh-huh. a point like I guess when Children of the Living Dead first came out that was like you know the internet was around in 2000 or 2001 but yeah. definitely not to the degree it is now so we rented that one and then if you couldn't find it to rent you couldn't find it to buy probably right so these titles became remembered by certain people and and then their obscurity kind of built their legend in a way and uh i guess now with now with streaming services even though you do see some shitty horror movies and shitty action movies coming through netflix or amazon 
you know, they're always going to be there. And maybe that availability kind of lessens their uh, attractiveness. Maybe. Because, yeah. like, I'm just, you know, I'm just thinking, like, are we going to look back, like, 15 years from now and suddenly there's going to be a cult appreciation for big ass spider or or dragon wars you know i don't know and maybe it's because of that ease of access but now as opposed to back in the day if you if you just like put on a shitty movie on netflix you can watch it for five minutes and just nope yeah, and then turn it off and, and scroll to something else. Right. But, you know, 15, 20 years ago, if you rent something and take it home, even if it's really shitty in the first 10 minutes, you're probably going to stick with it and at least finish it right. once because you went out to the video store, you picked that movie out, uh-huh. paid for it, well, you're probably going to sit through it. So, And I feel like a lot of a lot of straight DVD horror now, while a lot of it does show up on Netflix, it's also kind of like everything seems to be a knockoff of mm-hmm. something. Like, there's not an underground market for original horror movies. Like, Jack Frost is an original horror movie. Not necessarily in concept, just I mean, like, it's not a knockoff of something else necessarily. But, like, you know, you go to Walmart and you look at these movies and it's, like, the purging effect. Yeah. You know? And, and you're just like, well... Or uh, Krampus 2. Mm-hmm. Like, these are obviously just horrible trying to cash in on The Purge or Krampus or, like, whatever it's else. It's like the, the straight-to-DVD market has kind of taken on the philosophy that we found out about like late 70s and 80s Italian horror movies yeah like yeah. they have that philosophy where it's like they're only going to produce things that are knockoffs of things that have already been successful right like that's the new underground horror market if you will like uh well, I remember when Transformers came out like a wa- a couple weeks or a month or so before the movie came out Transmorphers Transmorphers was available at Walmart and you know oh and then there was a there was an Avatar before there was Avatar and this company or these companies that make these movies I read an article about it and they were just saying like cuz people were people were like trying to sue them or disputing like well you can't title your movie that and then release it like two weeks before the other one and they were just kind of like yeah but our movie's different Mm -hmm. so it's okay you know and I don't know I think I think you're right like the accessibility to it makes you not want to watch it because you don't have this like status like oh my god did you see this movie it's so terrible and then you go to the video store to find it and it's not there yeah and you go to best buy and it's not there and you go to walmart and it's not there and you can't find it online because there wasn't internet and that search that length of time the longer it goes that you don't get to watch it the more the myth builds up about it you know like how bad is it yeah and then when you see it and it's terrible you love it because it's so bad and it feels like an accomplishment that mm. you've finally found it. Yeah. I guess that makes that makes sense. It's kind of a bummer though, like you know, I feel like the 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 world moves so quickly now that it's it's hard to 
to get that kind of a status like to to stop and you know think about oh well this this movie is ridiculous and no one's ever seen it because now everyone's seen everything i thought we were so cool because we saw the mutilator and then like our buddies at nostalgia inc were like oh yeah i've seen that movie yeah you know it's i don't know it's it's weird it's kind of a bummer but on the same on the flip side of the same coin like i don't take the time to watch a shitty movie on netflix you know i'm not watching rampage president down yeah <laughs> directed by you bull oh. i think oh who had like he came out with rampage he did House of the Dead, the movie. Yeah, but he did this movie, Rampage, and it was, like, kind of good. So he did, like, six more. <laughs> and they just, like, got worse and worse and worse and worse. I've never seen House of the Dead. It's really, really bad. <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy who did... Uh, did you ever go to somethingawful.com? No. Oh. It was... It was I mean, it's still around today but it was really big in like the early 2000s for their forum and um one of the guys who ran the site and did reviews i think he reviewed one of bull's movies and it got back to uh to you or i don't know how you say his name i've heard people say uve no i'm pretty sure it's just you bull whatever it is the guy you know he heard about this review of one of his movies, and so he like challenged the guy to a boxing match. <laughs> <laughs> he was so pissed off. That's what he would do. Too. Yeah, man's crazy. Apparently, he did. You ever see that he like made a big stink that he was retiring from filmmaking? No, he did that. I have a problem with that in general, yeah. especially when it's someone shitty. But I hate that. I hate hearing about people supposedly retiring from either making music or making movies yeah like just fucking stop making movies or stop making music if you don't have to tell people because most of the time it's bullshit most of the time it's bullshit or it's either bullshit or the person saying it no one would care anyways right you know it's like uh Oh, I can't even. That's like Nickelback being like, "Hey, we're gonna stop making music." It's like good because mm. no one fucking cares. Yeah, <laughs> like you didn't have to tell us. You could have just stopped. And then you've got like huge artists that do it. Like I remember Jay Z said that he was retiring after the Black album came out. Yeah, and that was like in two thousand three. <laughs> He's still here. We are. Yeah. So it usually never sticks. Yeah. And then you've got a band like Brand New. Who's like announced their retirement in advance? Uh huh. In like 2018, we're retiring. It's like just who cares? Fuck off, then. Yeah, for real. Like if you tell somebody you're retiring in advance, it definitely makes me not. I've stopped caring. Right now, not when you retire. Yeah, I don't know if it, if it makes them feel like people are going to be so hyped about this last album. Like this is it. Here's our swan song. Uh huh. And then we're done. This is us riding off into the sunset. Now let's all cry together, like, like MCR didn't uh, like they weren't like Killjoys is going to be our last album, you know, while they were touring the Black Parade. Yeah, they were just like that was just out of left field. Like all of a sudden they were just like, hey, by the way, we're breaking up. That's all you need to know. 
I think the smart thing to do if you feel like you've run out of creative juice as a band is to just do what the Foo Fighters did several years ago when they were like, we're taking a hiatus. Yeah. We don't know how long it's going to be before we get back together and make new music, but we're not doing it for a while. Right. So don't expect any news. And then eventually they decided to get back together like most bands do, you know. Even bands who say, no chance in hell, never, ever, ever, like... System of a Down, <coughs> supposed to have a new album in 2017. The Eagles did the same thing. Yeah. And then they got back together. Like, the Smiths are supposedly getting back together for a reunion. Even though Morrissey said for years and years and years, no, 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 absolutely not. It'll uh-huh. never, ever fucking happen. And Well, out of the blue, yeah, we just decided that I think it's time. <laughs> like, you can't trust it. Right. So. Uh, that's the only thing that I hold on to in hopes that there will be an MCR reunion tour. I have no doubt it will happen at some point. You just... Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's one of those things that eventually the people who were behind the music decide that, you know, well, we were fucking good at this, so why yeah. not? Like, I hope so. We'll see. But... So I know we've talked a little bit about it, but I, I, for our audience, I finally watched Batman vs Superman. So this long after it's come out, but it's now streaming on HBO. So I and you watched the regular theatrical edition. I believe so. I don't know how much longer the extended cut is, but I watched a two and a half hour version of the movie. I think the extended cut is an extra half hour, so like three hours. Yeah. What all is in the extended cut? I still haven't watched it. Haven't watched it? Because I just haven't... Like, I'm not going to say I haven't had three hours since I bought it. It's just one of those things where sitting down to watch a three-hour movie is an investment. It is. And so, with other stuff that you haven't watched yet, you usually want to give your free time to that. Right. And so, I just haven't... I haven't done it yet. I'm sure I will. I mean, Mm -hmm. I bought the damn thing, so I want to. And I've heard it's much better, and I liked the movie as it was in the theaters, so I'm sure that I'll probably like the the extended cut even more. I just worry. You know what I want, though? on When they release an extended cut of a movie, I just want there to be an option on the DVD or the, on the Blu-ray where you can just watch all of the scenes that were added in mm-hmm. that make it a half an hour longer just like back to back no context you know just like this is all of the footage that we added you know because sometimes you know a lot of times they're like oh we're releasing a director's cut and then you watch it and it's just like a different angle on this fight scene mm-hmm. that's all the added footage you know or well, two lines that, of dialogue i heard this adds a good deal and you That's don't, what I've you heard don't too. think that a half hour is that long, but if you if you imagine fifteen scenes, for instance, getting an extra minute, you can do a good amount with that. You know, right? A conversation can go on for another minute longer. You could squeeze a good bit of storytelling in there. You know, so I, I don't know exactly yeah. how it's split up, but that's pretty yeah. Significant. I don't. I don't know. I. I mean, I'd be interested to see it but i uh i gotta say i don't think that i agree with you on uh batman in the movie i think 
Affleck did like an okay job, I think. Uh, I think Christian Bale was better. I think um, I I liked that he was dark and brooding, and like obviously they they drive home that he's been Batman for twenty years, so like it's expected that he's kind of merciless, mm-hmm. I guess, because I I would imagine he's just like sick of it. Yeah, it's like over all of the criminals and stuff, but even with that, I don't know. Somehow his brutality and there wasn't a lot of examples of it there was i mean there were only two scenes where he really really fought like the nightmare scene and then towards the end um but i just i don't know i didn't like that he was branding people i thought that was just like it was just a little over the top for batman I thought like any other time like in you know in Dark Knight Returns the the movie and the book when he is he's very brutal in that but he like cripples that one guy but then says like he'll live and he'll walk again and then later that same guy when Batman like is at his apartment when he gets home and he just like walks towards him and the guy falls out a window and like cuts his artery or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm still just like that's brutal. But Batman didn't really do anything. Like yeah. he hurt him in a way that sucks, but he'll heal. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't his fault that the guy fell out a window. I mean, he yeah. scared him. And then but then he still saved the guy too. But the whole like branding thing and then the the two people that had been branded eventually got killed in prison was kind of like you that's what you're doing yeah and then i will say i because we had a big discussion back when bob was in the band about this Mm -hmm. because bob hated the movie yeah he did i have to agree with bob the whole car chase scene when batman is in the batmobile he is killing people He's straight up killing people. Mm. And I don't think that that's something that is part of Batman's character. The nightmare scene I was fine. Like, I didn't like seeing Batman with a gun, but it's a nightmare. It is whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And it's a far dystopian future. Yeah. But I thought the car chase scene, even though they never show any bodies or anything, you have to imagine that i mean there's cars that are being driven that he is shooting with guns mounted on his batmobile and they're exploding and then the first car that he rams into Mm -hmm. and it kind of rolls over i was like okay they're probably like hurt but they're fine you know he didn't kill anybody so i was kind of doubting bob at first and then he attaches that tow cable to the car that he just hit and drags it all over the city and i was like no those people are dead. I don't think he cares at that point. I guess, but even in the... I know you can't... It can't be direct from the source material. Like, they're taking inspiration, and that's fine. But even in, like, the the Dark Knight Returns, which is where they got a lot of inspiration for this version of Batman, he still didn't kill people. And I feel like in this one, he was 
at times just a merciless killing machine and it didn't i feel like it kind of that's not the evolution that i wanted to see in the character you know what i mean well but then he he realizes that he's starting to lose himself so i think it's like a like he's allowed to fuck up yeah so he and for him that's admittedly out of character but he's been pushed to a point that he's never been to before Mm -hmm. and everything he's seen up until then has led to where he is at that point in the story and he just you know maybe extends the bounds a little bit or breaks them completely you know knowingly and then realizes that he's he's starting to become something he doesn't want to become right and he has to reel it back in. So maybe it makes the struggle a little bit more crucial, you know, in his own mind. Yeah. To realize that he has stepped over the line and, and he's he's very close to losing it completely. Right. Well, and I feel like a lot of it is probably due to the fact that the DC cinematic universe um kind of not not expects but there's a lot of it left open for you to fill in the blanks like this being the first affleck batman and he's been batman for 20 years what the hell happened for the whole 20 years that he was batman so you just have to you have to fill it in but as an audience member at least maybe for me and i think maybe like your typical movie goer Mm -hmm. they i i think i would have possibly would have rather had the taken the marvel approach where they had a batman movie first and they show you at least one or two instances or something yeah even even like 10 years into his career you know or something like that they pick it up there and that's when things start to go bad and Jason Todd gets killed or something like that. And they show that in the movie, you know, or they allude to it at least. But I think you do have to kind of force yourself to fill in, okay, well, it's been 20 years. He must have seen some shit. And that doesn't necessarily, maybe that doesn't necessarily translate to the casual viewer. You know, because we were talking about it at dinner the other night, and my mom was saying that she she doesn't know anything about Marvel or anything about DC, but she certainly prefers Marvel movies to the DC movies because somehow Marvel is able to convey this like all audience enjoyment factor. Yeah, they're much more. Uh, they f- they feel much more like a traditional comic book. Yeah, I think when people imagine a comic book movie, Marvel hits that on the head. Mm-hmm. And I think what DC did was they they saw the success of the Nolan Batman movies and like, well, we want to do this for our entire universe to contrast with Marvel, which is and fine. Th- yeah, it is, but I feel like they've just missed the mark. They have, you know. For one thing, like you said, the setup is weird to jump into it the way they have. Which, and, like, yeah, sorry to cut you off, but like, yes, as a as a comic book fan, 
it's cool because a lot of the stuff that they talk about in the movie mm-hmm. you're like oh i know what that's alluding to or yeah you know are they going to show that storyline because that would be cool mm-hmm. i mean the thing in when he when batman wakes up from the nightmare and then flash is there you're like oh this is obvious this is flash coming forward in the or running back in time are they going to address flashpoint at all like mm-hmm. it's all very it's very Star Wars. I mean, they've jumped in in the middle, and yeah. so it's cool. But I think for your regular audience, it's harder to follow because they can't they can't pick up on a, as many breadcrumbs as maybe you and I can. Well, where it's different from Star Wars is like when you start with the original trilogy, you're coming into a brand new universe that you know nothing about. Right. As a moviegoer at that point, and here we're dealing with characters that most people know about and have some idea of their origin but they're not exactly sure what the origin is in this particular cinematic universe so you're wondering about what's happened already and what's not right as opposed to going in completely blind and not knowing anything about characters like you would have when star wars first came out that's true there were no expectations about who darth vader was or you know what happened to anakin to make him go that direction you right know? so I feel like it is a little more jumbled dealing with the DC stuff because you have different origins. You know, those stories have been told over and over again. Yeah. And you don't know exactly what happened here yet, what they're including, what they've chosen to to include up to that point. So. Right. I don't know. It's I liked the movie. Like I I I was maybe I went into it with low expectations. But uh, I, I liked it. I definitely think that, like, they need work. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm glad that they're going with a dark aesthetic, but I feel like they're too dark almost. Not that I don't like dark things. I mean, obviously, we have a whole YouTube show about scary movies. Yeah. But it's almost... It's, it's almost like, yeah, DC Comics are definitely darker and more brooding than Marvel. And so I appreciate that they're trying to translate that into film. But I think they're, like, trying too hard. Almost. Well, that was the tone of the Watchmen book. Yeah. So I feel like Snyder did a good job with the movie. Uh-huh. Problem is, when, when you're dealing with characters and an entire universe that doesn't necessarily have that tone and you right. try and force it upon it. it it's tricky I don't think everything's missed the mark completely but there are spots where right, it's definitely. just like yeah I'm hoping you know I think I think Wonder Woman was the best part of the film um, I thought she was handled really well I thought it was good casting mm-hmm. even though she had a pretty small part I, I still like was glad that she was in it it got me hyped for the Wonder Woman movie, but I'm also afraid that where it takes place, and I think it takes place during what World War One. Yeah, I believe so. I'm just I'm afraid that they're gonna try to darken, you know, her story to fit it in with the rest of the universe. And really, like if you think about, it, you know, I don't know very much about Wonder Woman, but at least like Themyscira is beautiful. I mean, it's an island paradise. Yeah, and I just don't want to see all of that washed out with the 
gray filter that's mm-hmm. over everything in but you know and i'm not saying they're equals here but a lot of people had this complaint about the michael keaton batman movies when they first came out like yeah. the first two anyway is you had tim burton directing them and a lot of people's familiarity with batman at least in in a widespread sense was the old tv show right you know because comics i mean yeah they were big within their particular niche but most people weren't reading comics it was still kind of considered laughable if you would have known a grown man who was reading comic books in even uh-huh. the 80s so um when those movies came out people a lot of people were saying all oh, these are too dark know we want Batman to be funny like the old show and and that kind of thing and over time uh, they've become you know classics and people love them now Uh, not that they didn't have their their audience back then but um, but I think Tim Burton brings a, a sort of aesthetic to the Bat universe that is dark but closer to the comics i mean you still have kind of like the penguin riding around in the giant duck and yeah you know having his penguins like with their rockets on their backs and stuff and uh you know the um jack nicholson joker is still has like the long super long gun and yeah. you know everything and the crazy outfits um and i just think that like that was probably more in line with the comics at that time. I mean, I don't know what storylines were out when those movies were coming out. That would have been around the time, like, year one, and uh, Dark Knight Returns came out. Yeah. Same so, few years, I guess. Right, so you get sort of that... You don't get the brutality. You you still get kind of the your family-friendly Batman, so to speak. But it's... But the... the Gotham is darker, and yeah. the villains are a little more sinister. And I mean, Danny DeVito's Penguin is creepy, mm-hmm. but I like that because I, you know, I I like that they that he made him darker because obviously in the comics he's very refined, and especially in like the '90s TV shows, always portrayed in a suit and with a monocle and everything. And, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like that's a better example of taking Batman to a darker place, more in line with the comics yeah. than than Batman Superman. I don't know. I just I liked that he was that Affleck as Bruce Wayne was sort of emulating that Dark Knight Returns Batman. He has the face for it, the mm-hmm. square jaw and everything and yeah. he's muscular and it was all cool. But I don't know. I just wanted to see I wanted to see something else. Maybe I just love Dark Knight Returns too much. You know, it bothered me in the fight with Superman and Batman that he weakened Superman before fighting him. Because in the comic, he doesn't... It's like a last thing. It's a last-ditch effort to beat him. He kind of beats him, you know, before having to hit him with Kryptonite. And so when he did that in the movie, I was kind of like, come on, don't be a pussy. <laughs> well, I can understand just because they were trying to, to take a more, I guess, grounded approach to it. Right. So 
if you know what Superman can do, it wouldn't make sense if you could do something beforehand not to do it. Right. You can't have you can't have Batman in that in that metal suit just like beat the shit out of Superman and then hit him with kryptonite and then later in the movie have Doomsday like beat the crap out of Superman because then you're like, well, what can Superman even do then? Yeah. So like I, I understood it. I thought it was cool. I thought the kryptonite grenades were cool. Um, I was glad that they kept that great scene from Dark Knight Returns where Batman just like sucker punches Superman right into the ground. Mm-hmm. That was... I, I noticed that. And that yeah. was cool. And I really like Cavill as uh, Superman. Yeah, I do too. I think he does a good job. Uh-huh. I think he he's really good. I think uh, Gal Gadot is really good as Wonder Woman. I'm not too... I'm a little. I'm disappointed with Affleck's Batman. Mm-hmm. I'll speak and I'll say that because I went. I was hoping I had high expectations for him because everybody was doubting, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Come on, like he'll, he'll probably be fine." And so I went in like hoping he was gonna be fine or thinking he was gonna be fine, and I was a little let down. I feel like I was pleased as punch. There <laughs> <No>, you were, <laughs> but. I'm, I'm a big Affleck fan in general. So, no, I I like him. I don't I don't have any like I don't hate him at all or think he's a bad actor at all. I just wasn't. I just I don't know. I wasn't terribly impressed with his Batman. I still think I preferred Christian Bale. Even that weird ass voice he does <laughs> when he's in the cape and cowl. I, I still. I thought the the voice modulation and. The new movie was pretty cool. I did like that. I thought that was neat too. The electronic feel to it. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't mind that at all. Um, what was it? there was something else that? Oh, uh, I guess it's he has it in the comics, but I wasn't too stoked that Batman's suit was like bulletproof and knifeproof and stuff. Like they. They address it in the in the Bale Batmans. Yeah. Because they give him a suit with like inlaid with Kevlar armor and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Lucius says like, oh, this will stop a bullet. But be careful with knives because of your joints and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it was more lightweight. So like they address yeah. that and he has it. But in this one that scene where he attacks all the soldiers toward the end in the building, mm-hmm. they're just like shooting him and cutting him and all this stuff. And everything is just like bouncing off. I mean, even the one guy shoots him right in the back of the head twice. Yeah. And he's just like, Oh, and then punches him. I was kind of like, oh, okay. All right. But I, no, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. Really? Like he got shot at point blank range in the head. Your armor can stop it. That's fine. But then to just like turn around and keep fighting, and then also go fight Doomsday. It's kind of like that's got a you're gonna have a headache. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. It was it was just a lot of little things. Yeah. That I felt like were slightly compromising, or just just different. It was a different iteration of the character than we've been given before. But you've never. I guess you've never dealt with Batman in a movie after he's been Batman for 20 years. No, you haven't. 
So unless you watch the animated version of Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. So you don't know. I mean, maybe it's not as absurd when you think about the fact that he's been doing it for so long where it's like over this maybe not night one he would have had the resources that he does at this point but if you've been batman for 20 years maybe you have thought i should probably put some uh put some time into preparing for a situation where someone tries to shoot me point blank in the back of the head yeah can i plan for that and then you figure out some way to to make it work right there's a lot of time that's gone on there where you don't see the development process. Or Well, yeah, exactly. Once again, it's you're left as the viewer to fill in a lot or to or to wonder mm-hmm. as we're doing to wonder what's what's been happening up to this point because we haven't been given a movie to tell us. Yeah. So you can kind of fill in the blanks and try and make it work or you can wait for Affleck's solo movie yeah which I have pretty high hopes for because stuff that he's written and directed his you know on his own has been incredible and I know he loves the character yeah he's very much like uh like the Ryan Reynolds of the DC universe because Ryan Reynolds is just like so in love with Deadpool yeah you know and just wants to give the best performance he can uh, and I feel like Affleck's the same way. He's a huge Batman fan. So he'll want to do the character justice. I know he will. I remember reading, I think Kevin Smith was talking about how when people were like doubting Affleck at first, like he came out and, and said, you have to understand, this guy in his office has like the, he has like a secret passage that opens up the same way that the the bat cave like the entrance to the bat cave on the old tv show uh-huh. like he has that same setup in his office that goes into like a secret hidden room oh my god it's like he loves the character right and, and he was a big daredevil fan too i thought he was people. great as matt murdoch and daredevil i mean for the time that movie came out i thought it was awesome i think it was a very good representation of the character um Bullseye was a little weird, but still yeah. stayed true to kind of his powers, for lack of a better word. I mean, I feel like at that point, all the movies, the comic movies, were trying to like kind of not be comic booky in a way. Yeah, they were trying so, to be like gritty, real. Yeah. I mean, and so you had like the X Men without their suits, and yeah, and Daredevils was more like. It was like the leather. Yeah, it was Didn't more straight. No, it, it was better than the X-Men. Yeah. For I, sure. I'm still salty that the X-Men haven't been given their proper 90s costumes. Yeah. In the, in the movies. I mean, I think Apocalypse, you definitely had Psylocke dead on. Mm-hmm. Like, that is ripped right from the page, and I appreciated that. Even I haven't seen Apocalypse yet. I haven't either. But, but I haven't seen, I didn't see any of the other newer X-Men films. Oh, really? I thought, a lot of people thought Days of Future Past was hard to follow, and mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't think so. You just have to keep track of, like, where they're jumping in time, mm-hmm. which is not hard, I don't think. I liked Days of Future Past a lot. First Class is really good. Um, but I thought Apocalypse, some of the the newer ones they were introducing, like Storm comes in again, but she's classic Storm with the mohawk, mm-hmm. 
and then obviously Psylocke comes in, um, and they they kept true to their costumes, uh, but still your your main characters of the movie are still in those weird just like jumpsuits. Yeah, I don't really know what's going on with that. Like part of the appeal for me in X Men is the costumes because mm-hmm. they're so awesome and they're so diverse and weird. Yeah, but that's. a long long weekend for you yeah yeah lots of family Good in town. and out people in and out just it's been like it's like been like playing a tower defense game <laughs> trying to keep the house kind of clean right it was like as soon as you get one thing taken care of it's like there are 10 other things that have popped up right that you've been you know while you've been busy so you try and take care of those and more stuff is just piling and piling up and mm-hmm. so it's calmed down a bit today but we still had a bunch of people over earlier in the afternoon so it's like yeah nice to have a little peace and quiet right so I like having people over I like entertaining and having a big group gathering but it's definitely you get to a point where you're welcoming the uh, return to normalcy right people start filing out for sure well a lot of a lot of shit went on this weekend though I mean aside from you entertaining we got a we got a lot of announcements yeah a lot of big announcements yeah I got well particularly The Last Last of Us 2 yep hell yeah did you expect that like I like I don't want to be like yeah I expected it. Like, <laughs> I had heard um, rumors that that they were going to announce something, you know, that they had a big announcement for uh, the PlayStation deal. Uh-huh. It's like specifically and, Last of Us related, or like Naughty just Dog. Naughty Dog. So, well, what do you think that's going to be? You right. Know, it was either like new. Uh, like new campaign content for La- or Uncharted, or else it's Last of Us finally. Yeah, and or they're just gonna revive Jack and Daxter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of expected that that was going to be it, just because it's been so long, and you know I don't think anyone really believed that they wouldn't do a sequel. So right. every time one of these big award shows or or something of that nature comes up people start talking about maybe this will be the time where they finally come out and just tell everyone yeah we're working on it you know here's a little something right i was surprised with the length of the trailer that they showed yeah even though it was only like a teaser you know i didn't i thought that when the game got announced it would be almost something like within like the first 10 seconds of that video where you like start when, zooming out mm-hmm. and you just see the scenery yep i thought you would get like the scene a familiar looking like overgrown neighborhood and like rusty car with right. weeds and vines over it and it would just say like Last of Us 2. Right. Or like when the it the camera pulls all the way back and you see the Firefly logo on that yeah. sign. Mm-hmm. I thought the video was going to cut right there just be like yeah. Last of Us 2 cuz that's what a lot of announcements are. Mm-hmm. It's like a 12 second video of just like here's a forest. Yeah. Here's a logo from the game that you might recognize. Here's the title. Mhm. But 
that whole rendered scene with Ellie and Joel and the yeah. bodies in the house and everything, it was... Because I was surprised about the fact that they revealed those two characters right off the bat. Because that was one of the biggest points of speculation where people were asking, okay, when they finally do announce number two, do you think it's going to be Ellie and Joel again? Are we going to get new characters? You know, are Ellie and Joel going to be like characters that maybe you you cross their paths at some point? Yeah. Where is it going to take place in the timeline? All that stuff. But they answered a lot of questions just by revealing those two in that trailer. And then Ellie's what she's going to do. Yeah. Like, even though she doesn't say anything, all she says is, I'm going to find them and kill them all. Yeah. You're just like, oh, God, what the fuck happened to Ellie? Mm-hmm. You know, who messed with her? Who killed yeah. somebody? Who did this? Who did that? How many are there? You know, is it a group? Are they the fireflies? Like, what's going on? But but you still have, like, a very definite, like, you are going to be playing as Joel and Ellie, most likely. Mm-hmm. It is going to be their story, their continuation. They are still together. Yeah. And it's been, obviously, kind of a while because Ellie has a tattoo in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I think they said uh, six years later. So she'd right. be, like, 19 so they're still and and they're still together. So you have to. Though wonder. I did I did hear about a fan theory that someone suggested that maybe she was just imagining Joel, and that she's really by herself. Mm-hmm. So you only have Joel like popping up when she's sort of hallucinating or or something like that because she's been through all this trauma. I don't and think she I still would like sees that. Him. I I want both of them to actually be playable characters. Yeah when it comes out but it's something someone suggested and then I was I was talking to Jason about it and I was like well, maybe Joel will be like your your character that you know you hold triangle and Ellie starts playing the guitar and then you go into Joel time and summon his ghost <laughs> and then he flies in and you can use Joel's ghost to like see past doors I and... would hate that <laughs> I would absolutely I hate that I know well, what if, uh, do you think it, the dynamic would work if you were sort of able to play as both and switch maybe on the fly? Yeah, like um, where some games in the past, I was thinking of Resident Evil Zero, where you have to like switch between characters to solve puzzles, you know? Right. And, you know, have one character go this way and then you have to switch back to the other one to do something else. Uh-huh. I mean... I don't know how that works now. Sometimes the AI can be kind of wonky when you get into that territory. Like, mm-hmm. the character you're not playing yeah. doesn't quite act the way you want them to. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. I really liked, you know, I maybe, I, I kind of hope maybe they'll set it up similarly to the first one where you are primarily one character, but you have times where circumstances arise where you get to play as the other character. I feel like with her being older now, people are going to want to play as her in a larger portion of the game. Yeah. So maybe if they can pull it off in a way that makes sense, allowing people to choose who they want to be at any time would be the most pleasing option for the fans. If you're worried about fan service in that sense, they might not be. I mean, I think Naughty Dog has a vision for their shit and they kind of stick to it. I hope so. No matter what people are clamoring for. Yeah. So, 
because I mean you get you know obviously The Last of Us is just incredible but you know I really have high expectations for the game because Uncharted 4 was so good yeah and the same you know the The Last of Us team handled Uncharted 4 and I just keep thinking like you know the graphics of that game and the mechanics and the way it played you know I don't expect to see like a rope swing mm-hmm. <laughs> in Last of Us but the the ease to like duck and cover and to fist fight or to shoot like uh, you know I'm hoping that obviously those mechanics will make a return to the game and they'll be much more refined like they are in Uncharted I mean Uncharted just played so well yeah I mean the platforming the action everything about it was so seamless and it really gives me like like The Last of Us it has a different dynamic to it but I, I just like I have very high expectations well then the, the other one that I have very high expectations for is Death Stranding yeah they, you know gave us that amazing trailer it was it's like much, a whole like a whole nine minutes um wasn't it I think it was like five was it yeah maybe with like the introduction yeah the video would have yeah. been around that time but which is still a pretty good amount of time Absolutely. showing off a game that you know what's impressive is that you give people a five minute trailer and they still don't know shit about it yeah you know still have no idea what's going on and something really cool I don't know if you saw this if you play the first trailer and the newest one like if you start them at the same time there's a point in the first trailer where Norman Reedus is holding a baby and then it disappears. Right. I don't know if you remember that. But yes. And he's like out on the beach or whatever. Like when he, when the baby disappears from him is the exact moment that it appears in that machine that Guillermo del Toro is holding. Really? Yeah. So like when he, you see Guillermo del Toro like messing with something like flips a switch and then turns it, and there's, like, a baby inside of it. Yeah. Like, at that same moment is when Norman Reedus, like, looks down, and the baby's gone. It's like, holy shit. Kojima is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> He's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like like you said, it's a five-minute trailer. I still have no fucking idea what that game is about or what what's going to happen or how it's going to be played is it third person is it first person is it stealth is it action is it mm-hmm. story is it horror like what the fuck is going on I don't know I it, think it'll be rad yeah it's like it looks like what I would imagine it would be like just to enter one of Hideo Kojima's dreams at night probably just <laughs> absolutely insane yeah um did you see... Have you seen... Uh, well, did you ever get around to playing the demo for RE7? Resident yeah. Resident Evil 7? Did you? Mm-hmm. What did you think? I thought it was pretty cool. And I played the uh, the demo that they had for the VR as well. Really? It was just called Kitchen. Uh-huh. And you're, like, in this kitchen in the house, the same house from the, the demo. Um, and there's, like, a creepy lady who's just like getting in your face she's like insane you know uh-huh it's pretty pretty cool i've been you know we were i was watching videos the other day 
and uh, you know, knowing that the game is fully playable in VR, and then watching these videos, I was just like, "Fuck, no!" Yeah, like I will shit my pants mm. playing this game in VR. It is intense. Yeah, like super crazy. You know, there is one portion where the guy's walking down the hall, and then a dude just bust through the wall at him and mm-hmm. just like wax him with a shovel. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I will never play this in VR. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm trying to pee myself. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be really cool though. Yeah. It might be the first kind of blockbuster of the VR. Oh, know? absolutely. Because the graphics look good on it. Yeah. And everything else has been like, oh, we've got some fun stuff to tinker around with, but we haven't had any full-blown releases where people are really looking forward to playing something on the VR in particular. Right. Where it might actually end up being better than the regular version, you know. So I feel like a lot of things that came out with, like, motion controls for the Wii that were also on, like, you know, the... (laughs) Hey, guys. (laughs) But a lot of things that came out for... uh, you know, like the Wii that were also on Xbox or PlayStation, the Wii was always the inferior version. Yeah. Even if they tried to push, like, how cool it was with the motion controls, it still wasn't quite on par with the other ones. Right. This might be a case where the gimmicky version, so to speak, is actually the better one. Yeah. I agree. I think it's, it's going to be pretty rad. But, uh what else? So we got a Guardians of the Galaxy 2 trailer, mm-hmm. which is going to be awesome. Yeah. You know, that's 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 an example of like your that's your stark contrast right there between uh Marvel and DC. I mean, Guardians looks action-packed, but there's still like tons of humor. It's a bright movie. Yeah. You know, there's lots of new there planets and galaxies and aliens and all this kind of stuff and I don't know. I'm really looking forward to it. I think, I think Baby Groot is gonna steal the show. Yeah, I loved the whole uh, button scene with him and Rocket. Mm-hmm. And he's, I am Groot. Mm-hmm. I am Groot. <laughs> just like no. It's super awesome. I, I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's your next big Marvel release. I'm already looking forward to seeing Doctor Strange in another Marvel movie. Yeah, whatever it is. Uh huh. Whether it's uh, the next Doctor Strange or if he's going to be... I'm guessing he's going to be involved in the next Avengers. I feel like he's going to show up in Infinity War, yeah. Um, I I don't know how they're going to do it, but man, if I had... If I had my way, I would see... I would see Iron... I'd see all the Avengers, Iron Man, Hulk, Captain America, Black Widow, Hawkeye, along with Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver... Uh, Vision and Falcon, Spider-Man, um, Doctor Strange, and the Guardians, mm-hmm. like all in Infinity War. That would be amazing. Don't know if it's going to happen. Well, it, it, did you mention Thor or Captain America? Not Thor. Captain America, yes. Okay. I didn't mention Thor, but Thor, yes, yeah. also. And the Asgardians. Mm-hmm. Sif and, the other... and uh, the other... The other the, what are they called? The the Mighty Three or something? Um, be like 
Is Boulder one of them? I think so. Sif, Boulder, and I I don't know. I don't know much about Thor mm. either, other than like the movies. But I know they, these three have like they've had their own comic before. Yeah. It's like the Mighty Three or something. But getting all of those characters into a movie would just be insane. But possible, I think. I mean That's what still cross your fingers that at some point the x-men will make their way in how how amazing would it be if we got an avx movie oh yeah that'd be that would be pretty awesome just like oh man because you could just you could just pile characters Mm, into it i mean even if you had your core team of like wolverine storm rogue gene gray nightcrawler beast and Cyclops, mm-hmm. even if you just had your core team, but then you also had all of the, you know, the Avengers, new yeah. and old, that would just be so insane. I don't know though, because Old Man Logan's supposed to be Hugh Jackman's last, last uh, Wolverine movie. Well, I feel like we've heard that before. I, I'm pretty sure that he was supposed to be done after. I think it was maybe the last one. I thought that was supposed to be his what, final the appearance. The second Wolverine movie? Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember. I, I I was fairly sure that he at least we like we knew he was gonna do more than just Wolverine Origins and the Wolverine. Mm. I never saw the Wolverine. Oh you didn't? Mm-mm. It was really good. It's more understated, you know, like it's not a Michael Bay wolverine movie right which is cool yeah it's it's very much like the the comic book that it's based on is that the claremont Mm -hmm. chris claremont comic yeah yeah by frank miller Uh uh-huh yeah i need to need to see that i'm pretty behind on marvel stuff like i said i haven't seen apocalypse i haven't seen the wolverine Mm -hmm. um and then i never saw Ant-Man, Civil War, Doctor Strange. Yeah, I still need to watch Ant-Man. I've heard it's good. Yeah. I haven't heard anything bad about it. Well, he's another one that should show up in Infinity. Yeah. Just one that I didn't get around to seeing. and Yeah. I don't know. I need to... The, the, The shitty thing about Marvel movies is that they retain their value, so they're like... $30 still for like a Blu-ray at Walmart or Best Buy and they never go down and it's just like I want this but I could buy like six horror movies. (laughs) I wonder if the Hulk will ever get another solo film. As far as I'm as far as I know there's like no plans for it which is a bummer because Ruffalo is such a good Hulk. Yeah. And Bruce Banner. I I think they I think he's in Thor Ragnarok. I think they're trying to put elements of Planet Hulk into Thor Ragnarok because that's what everybody was asking for. They all wanted a Planet Hulk movie. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. I I would hope he gets a solo film. But we'll see. Yeah. I'm excited for the Black Panther movie. That'll be sweet. I mean, I, I'm not familiar with the character because I haven't seen Civil War, but I, I mean, I know who he is. Yeah. Anything. I think it'll be cool to have that. 
that come out, but that's not for a while. Yeah. Rogue One comes out next week. Did you get tickets yet? No, not yet. You gonna see it opening night? I don't know. I don't know if I'll see it opening night. I think because it's it's not a main entry, I don't feel as compelled to go and see it that night when it right. comes out. Like I definitely wanna see it like opening week. Yeah. Like, you know, I maybe it comes out what next Friday, the sixteenth. Yeah, yeah. So maybe even like going to see it the following Wednesday. When I'm I just don't work. feel like I have to be there that night. Like I probably will when episode eight comes out. I think I want to be there opening night, but I'm not going to force myself to to get out there and see a yeah. midnight release or anything. Like I'm fine waiting till waiting a couple days, waiting through the weekend. If it's in the cards and I end up doing it, then cool. If not. I'm just right, yeah. but I am. But I don't want to downplay how excited I am for mm-hmm. it because I think it looks really, really, really good. I think they have really, you know, they're really putting a lot of effort into it. There's going to be a lot of aliens, a lot of creatures. You know, I watched a little behind the scenes thing today that was about the creature creation and stuff, and it's just, it's just it's crazy it's uncanny like just you know they're filming like on set or whatever and there's just aliens just walking around like Mm -hmm. you know their eyes move and their mouths move and like everything and it's just people in costumes but they're so incredibly real looking you know so I i haven't seen that does it look like they've kind of tried sticking with the same philosophy that abrams brought to it where oh, yeah. it was like we're not gonna rely heavily on cg stuff even background characters are like people in costumes yeah even even background aliens and stuff are costumed people well it's good that if any series you know if any franchise deserves that type of treatment it's, that's where you need to go for it yeah I know it's probably much more expensive to have all that stuff made and to hire actors to go and show up on set and right. provide food for all those people. You and know, spend but, hours in makeup. Yeah, but the final product, it all adds up. Yeah. You know? It's, it's crazy. I think the only, not the only CGI character, but I think the only full CGI character is K2SO, the droid. Um, because he's big and tall and mm-hmm. no, he doesn't have human proportions yeah so there he's i think he's full cgi but that doesn't bother me so much as a droid mm-hmm. because like i don't know the cgi portions of r2d2 in the tr- in the prequel trilogy what they weren't they weren't all that bad yeah and that was years ago yeah so, so this this is gonna look even better i think very excited for that. There's a lot coming up, a lot coming out. Yeah. And we're going to, if we don't cover Old Man Logan next week, then we're going to do Star Wars, right? Yeah, we're going to do Heir to the Empire. If I can't find my Old Man Logan comic, then that's what we're going to talk about. Which is going to be cool because that's that's my favorite Star Wars story ever. I've ever read. Well, part of it. Part of a trilogy, my favorite Star Wars stories. So, that'll be fun. Did you ever find the? Uh, did you did you look for the Moon Knight Christmas oh, issue? I forgot about that. I need to, because I think 
we can either do that this week or we can do I I found the Harley Quinn holiday okay. special so we could do that one as well. It's two it's like a it's like an anthology. It's two Christmas stories and a New Year's story. So Okay. Yeah, so if you if you still want to look for the Moon Knight issue, that's we can do that, but I'll uh I'll I definitely we can do Harley Quinn. Yeah, I'll check around for it. Um what else was I gonna tell you? There's a lot I felt like there was I had a lot to tell you today. Oh, I got I finally worked things out with the CBCS and my comics are on their way too. Do you well, I don't think you do or you don't know what the grades were. I tried to look up what what the grades were, uh like by logging into like I made an account mm-hmm. and uh, tried to log in to see what the grades were and I couldn't I couldn't find it, but I definitely found um like a shipping order and everything under my account. So I just got my comic that I sent away to have graded. Just got that back today. It was the Ultimate Spider-Man number one white variant and uh, got graded a 9.6. Which is damn good. Yeah. For those who don't know. Wasn't it a 9.4 or a 2? I think it was a 9.2 before. As a CGC? Um, that was just like from the comic shop. Oh, really? Yeah, it wasn't like a professional, you know, uh-huh. licensed grade. It was their guess. Yeah, that's why I didn't, or that's why I sent it out to have it graded for real this time. So, yeah, it's a pretty good score. Well, yeah, hell yeah, going from a nine point two to a nine point six is yeah, is a, a nice surprise. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. So we didn't. I was looking at the date on the little packing slip and. I mean, we had, it was 9-11 was the date that we sent those out. That was yeah. when the, that convention was. So yeah. took a few months to get it back, but, I mean, I'd had it for, whatever, 10 years or so at this point. Uh-huh. Like, uh, not that long to wait. Yeah, so I'm waiting on Saga number one, mm-hmm. first print. Um, the first Deadpool solo comic, uh... Well, the first issue of his ongoing series, because mm-hmm. he had a he had a four part solo issue, or a four part solo series prior to, but in it's Deadpool number one from nineteen ninety four, that was his the first issue of his ongoing series, mm-hmm. and uh, also Spider Gwen Edge of Spider Verse number two signed by all of Spider Gwen's creators. So I'm excited to get those back. Yeah, can't wait to see what the grades are. It's kind of nice that it's going to be a mystery till I open it. Mm-hmm. Like I would have liked to find it online today. Yeah, but uh, now it's going to be like a fun game. Be a very momentous occasion if you open it up and see a ten. You know, on yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like anyone has ever given out a ten. I'm hoping for. On the Spider Gwen, I'm hoping for a 9.6 or 8 if I'm like super lucky. But like all of those signatures plus a high grade like that, yeah, you know, would be would be really awesome. Saga, I'm guessing around a 9.4. Mm-hmm. 
and then I maybe 9.2, but I didn't really do much to it. And then I wouldn't be surprised if the Deadpool issue came in at a 9 or below, like an 8.9 or 8.5 or something, just because it's an older issue, yeah. and I bought it from a half-price books. Um, so I'm not expecting like a super high grade, but it was in really good condition, so... We'll see. See, hopefully I get them soon. Yeah. I'm, like, starting to get packages, like, left and right because yeah. I, I ordered, like, some stuff on Black Friday, and I ordered, like, Black Christmas from Scream Factory, and I, I had to make three separate orders for Lindsay's Christmas present, and, like, I ordered your Christmas present, and, like, so it's just, like, stuff is just, like, coming all the time. It's... it's nice though it's fun i like that though yeah like receiving mail consistently mm-hmm. it's always exciting yeah come home and there's something waiting for you yeah i got like in like a couple days i got like my black friday order from fright rags i got your christmas gift i got part of insane i got part of Lin- Lindsay's christmas gift today i ordered it on friday Wow. They shipped it. I don't know what the fuck they did. They shipped it like over the weekend and it came today. Did you get it from Amazon? I got it on eBay. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I know Amazon like does shipping on Sundays now. Do they? Mm-hmm. So maybe eBay is doing that too, like during the holidays anyway. I don't know, but I still, I mean, I still ordered it like Friday night after I got off work from... And you know eBay is like, you know, there's shops and stuff, but it's mostly you're relying on people mm-hmm. to take product from their shop or their home or whatever and yeah. send it to you. Shit came today. I don't even know how. It's a good turnaround. Yeah. <laughs> like, you better rate them highly. I'm going to because that was insane. But I'm just waiting on some other stuff that I have to get my sisters some gifts I have a few more things to buy but I'm doing pretty well I'm pretty caught up so oh have you seen those uh wrestling figures that are zombies yeah did you buy all of them for Lazarus yeah he's got I think he's missing one which one um he is missing Paige really Mm mhm I will buy it for him. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure I was at a Walmart recently and I saw Paige. Did you? Pretty sure. That's the only one that I I haven't come across yet because um, I I picked them all up like immediately. And they were released in October. Uh huh. And so I think over the course of like just two trips, I ended up finding all of them except Paige, and I hadn't ordered her offline yet. So pretty sure the Walmart in Mason has a page I'll buy it for him for Christmas okay and if they don't have it I'll order it that works but you have a tendency (laughs) to just like buy all of the things in in one uh what 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 do you call it like uh I don't know series yeah one series you know around the holidays it's it's hard it's hard to buy your wife things because mm-hmm. I'm just like, hey, does she, I can get her this. And you're like, oh, I got her all of that already. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, it saves time. Yeah, I guess I guess so. <laughs> Rather than getting one thing and then having to hunt down the rest of them later. Yeah. It's like, well, maybe I shouldn't buy all these right now, but maybe I should. Yeah. <laughs> For different reasons. Save myself time, but I'm also going to put myself out for a little while. Yeah. Oh, well, sometimes ill-advised purchases can be fun. Mm-hmm. That's. Well, I think that's about all I had for today. Yeah. So maybe we'll, maybe throughout this week we'll, we'll get, I don't know, caught up at least one ahead or something. I think we should shoot for more, but yes, definitely, definitely one ahead. Yeah. Maybe we can get somebody to come on the show with us. I don't want to do too far in advance because I want to do like a post-Christmas episode that's fresh Uh so we can talk about all the shit we got and and gave and have a fun little Christmas show. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Yeah. But if we can get like, this is... Well, this is our first cast of December. Yeah. Maybe if we can just get the first three weeks mm-hmm. of, uh, or two weeks of uh, shows put together, and then, you know, that way, well, really, really, we should try to get three weeks ahead. Yeah. That way, we're not, we don't have to work, like, on Christmas or Christmas week or whatever, yeah. and then we can have a fresh cast the Tuesday after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Cause it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday this year. Oh, or, well, uh, Christmas Eve is like Saturday, and Christmas is on a Sunday, oh. which is kind of cool. Yeah, just a nice, nice Christmas weekend. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Isn't that pleasant? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. I guess uh, that's it for this week. Mm-hmm. So we will uh, talk to you guys soon. And oh, I. I do want to mention real fast that, uh, well, you know what? You heard it. I'm gonna. I talked about it on the uh, the intro. Never mind. Oh, okay. And I'll talk about it more in the outro. Yeah. Quickly, but anyway. Whatever. 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 We'll see you in the outro then. Bye. Bye. Start counting down until the next one. Yep. Seven days. You'll but, you'll die in seven days. <laughs> but before you die, you will get more stuff from us. Yep. You'll like, get uh, Super t- super Token Show and Tell on Wednesday. I might do that still. I might know. do that still. We don't know. Super uh, Tokens, we talked about it in the intro, but we're having some trouble with the tokens. Yeah. The, the tokens machine is, is not accepting. Right out of order right now yeah (laughs) it's a good way to put it yeah but you can definitely definitely look forward to super fanatics on friday Mm -hmm. and super scary on saturday um and this podcast next week so we still got some stuff for you and you know what really if uh if super tokens is out of order right now that just means we have more time to work on our music that's right and we are working on it um, that's why we're trying to use this week with Bender being on staycation yes. to really get caught up on our video shows 
we can knock those out, that's going to leave a, a good amount of time this month to really dig into the music and, that's right. and hopefully have something ready for you guys very soon. Yes. So, uh, again, in the meantime, you can check us out at uh, facebook.com slash superdivorce. On Instagram, it's at superdivorceband. Twitter, at superdivorce. Uh, Snapchat, at superdivorce. Uh, and then you can uh, check out the Divorce Club on Facebook, or you can email us at divorceclub at superdivorceme.com. Still waiting on an email. Still waiting on an email. But we did get a message from somebody in Australia on Reddit. So. Yeah, that was really cool. So shout out to that guy. Thank you. Kale. Kale. Yeah. That's C-A-L-E. A, totally an Australian name. Yeah. But shout out to that dude. He's awesome. He actually prompted our website redesign which was nice we got feedback and we took it to heart and did something with it you see what happens people <laughs> all you have to do is just get in touch yeah we, we listen so uh, we're not gonna blow you off unless your ideas are shit but then we'll at least thank you for getting in touch with us right so uh yeah we uh we'll see you this weekend on youtube and we'll see you next week back on the podcast have a good one all right, bye. Bye. Super divorce.